All right, let's get started. Yesterday is Daf Lamed Vav. Today is Lamed Zion. We'll do a review of yesterday's Daf Vav. In mind before Shlema, uh, to Henya Bas Ronya, Ronya, uh, Hadas. I'm sorry, Hadas Bas Ronya, and Pin Yaakov Ben Gitol, Amy Basvara, and Yisachar Ben Sora. Right. Okay. Before Shlema, and all who need, and all who need it. Right. Just uh, okay. So what did we learn yesterday? We are starting from uh, uh, a little bit down on Daflam Vav, um, where we said that there's a brisa that supports Rava's, our, Rava's uh, understanding here, because the brisa says that when you uh, take a uh, when you do yibum and it turns out that she's pregnant, she the co-wife cannot get married because maybe the child will be viable, and Vi uh, and Chalitza aren't what's going to permit, it's the child, and the child only permits once it's here in the world. So the Gemara says, then, doesn't, according to the way Rabbi's understanding, sounds like that it's because the child will be viable. Meaning, if the child's not viable, then the, then the co-wife will be freed from the uh, Yibam or Chalitza that you did. Um, isn't that a disproof to Rish Lakish, who says that uh, Chalitza Mubaris is not good? So Rish Lakish will tell you, no, the way he's, you would amend the text, to say that if you do yibum and it turns out that she's pregnant, then the co-wife cannot marry because maybe the child will not be viable. And then the chalitza that you did is not a good chalitza, the bia is not a good bia. And what are you going to say? Let's go by the majority and say, well, probably it's going to be viable. If it's the viable, if the child doesn't permit until it comes into the world. Okay, so Rebbe Lazar, um, apparently, it, the consensus was to follow Rish Lakish over here. So he says, is it possible that the Rish Lakish is right and there wouldn't be a Mishnah supporting his position? And he said, you know what? He found one. Mishnah says like this. A woman goes, uh, goes with, with the co-wife. I mean, a, a woman whose husband goes with the co-wife uh, far away on a, trip, on a trip. And then they come back and say that the husband is dead. So she cannot get married. And uh, to anybody, and nor can she do yibum until she finds out maybe the co-wife is pregnant, because it's certainly possible. Um, now, I understand why you can't do yibum. You can't take chances like that. That's uh, if the child is viable, then that's an israel shazach, the But why not do chalitza? What's the problem? Now, if you tell me do chalitza within nine months, then she should get married within nine months. I understand because that's exactly the suffix. If there's a viable child, then it won't be. Then the child is what's going to permit, not the chalitza. You're going to have to wait till after nine months. But why not do it within nine months, and then uh, she get married right after nine months, and then the Either it's going to be the chalitza that's going to permit it, or it's going to be the ibum that's going to permit. Or it's going to be the child that permits it. But either way, she's permitted. So the gemara is saying. That's not a proof to Rish Lakish. And the reason why is because it also didn't say that she could get married after uh, do chalitza and get married after nine months. Didn't give that as an option either. So what's the reason? It's because the issue is, is that we're afraid that maybe the child will be viable. And then what you're going to have to do is say that this chalitza is really not a chalitza because there was no need for chalitza because there was a child. And uh, what's so bad about that? It's a it's a it's a problem because maybe a kohen will be there for the for the for the original chalitza, and you know people will be there for the original chalitza, 
and the uh, and they won't be there for the proclamation that oh by the way that chalitza was really nothing, and they'll think that a chalitza is allowed to marry a coin, and that would be a big problem. So therefore, we don't want to do a chalitza that could, that will potentially be uh, chalitza, you know, and, and, and a, that you're gonna have to pull out. You're gonna have to pull out of that chalitza, right? Like undo it. So we we were trying to avoid that. The optics of it, right, Marisan, right. So, so Abaye said a different answer. He says, the whole thing doesn't really prove anything because we never said anywhere you came to Chalitza. It said that she's not free to marry and she's not free to do evil. Chalitza, we never said it's not an option. Maybe after, that's what you have to do, is you do Chalitza and, that's what you, uh, and that would be fine. So bottom line is, is not a proof. Um, and then we brought a Brysa that actually does prove exactly like Rishlakish. Somebody does a chalitza to a pregnant woman, she miscarries, so it wasn't viable. You still need another chalitza. What does that show you? That basically, chalitza mubaris is not a good chalitza. Finished. Regardless. Okay? Anyway, um, Rabbah says that the halacha follows rich lakish and this halacha, and as well as two other halachos. Here, um, plus another one where somebody's dividing up his estate to his children, and he's, um, and he's not doing it um, equitable, he's doing he's picking and choosing, he says, you call me every Friday, so therefore you're going to get this land, mm-hmm. and you talk to me only once a month, so therefore you're going to get something less, you know, everyone has their parents, you know, can be that way, okay? Um, whatever it is, <laughs> anyway, um, and if so, the Allah is like this, they can do that, that's certainly within their rights to do that. But if they, if they say that, and that's the inheritance, then it doesn't work, because inheritance is locked into the way that inheritance is. I have a question. Uh, you who's trying to get on, he wants the code for the daft. Do you know what it is? Oh, man. What? What does he want, the password? Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea what it is. It's the, it's, torch daft. It's torch daft? Yes. Two, two words together? Yes. Together, not no space. Yeah, one word. O-R-C-H-D-A-F. Yeah. T-O-R-C-H-D-A-F. Torch Daff. That's the page. D-A-N. D-A-F-F, as in Frank. Torch Daff. Okay. I use the one. Use it, right. Right, right. So there you go. Good. All right, hopefully it'll get on. Right, nobody, I noticed nobody on here, but okay. Yeah, it's been a long time since he's used that. Okay. All right. Anyway, so uh, basically, um, so that's uh, so. Uh, but if you use the word matana somewhere in in the mix, meaning uh, you're gifting, so then that's already a different story, and then it is acceptable. Uh, um, but on that, um, Reish Lakish says that that doesn't work either, unless you say something a little more. You have to say that it's a Yerusha that is a gift to each of them. In other words, if you use the word Matana to one of the recipients, that's not going to work. It's going to have to be to all of them that this is the uh, inheritance that you're gifting them um, as a gift, and they will inherit it. So in other words, it's an inheritance gift, and that's different than just a plain inheritance. And, uh, but you have to use the word gift in each of the recipients who are receiving different, you know, differently than they're entitled then there, then there. That's the second law that follows Rish Lakish, and the third one is if somebody writes all of his property to his son, 
and uh, to be taken hold of after he dies, meaning so he's maintaining use of, the, of everything during his lifetime, but it's already written over to his son um, that the actual land itself belongs to him. So neither side can really sell. I, the father can't sell because he already gifted it to the son. The son can't sell because it's, it's, it's still in the domain of the father. If the father sells, he can only sell the rights that he has right anymore, which is just the use during his lifetime, the payers of the lifetime of the father. And the son's sale can only be effective once the father dies. But what if the son sold in the lifetime of the father, and then the son died in the lifetime of the father. So Rabbi Yochanan's opinion was that, uh, that the buyer lost out, basically, because the son, it's only, the son can't inherit what he doesn't, what he doesn't own. And the reason why is because Kenyan Peros is Kenyan Gup. The father's Kenyan of use is the same as the actual thing, and the son really doesn't get anything until afterwards. Um, so he can't really uh, pre-sell if he predeceases. Why wouldn't his son's son inherit him? What? Why wouldn't the son's progeny then inherit when he dies? We're talking about... The contract. No, well, the son sold it. The, the son sold it to the buyer, to a buyer. Oh, the son sold, so what's the question? The point is, is that since the son didn't take possession and the son didn't outlive his father, so uh, he loses out on it. The buyer is basically left holding it back. Does, it doesn't actually trigger anything. It doesn't trigger anything. That's uh, Rabbi Yochanan's position. But Rishlaki says, Kenyan Paris is Lavka Kenyanagov. It's two separate things. And the son sold what he had, which is a true Kenyanagov at the time. Uh-huh. And that's therefore the sale is valid, and that's the way we and we pass on like rich luckish and that. So that's the sale is valid. What does that mean for the, the buyer then? The buyer will take possession okay. as soon as the father dies. That's it. Okay, gotcha. But he already owns it. That's really the point. He owns it now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brings us to the next thing, which is uh, talking about when the child's not viable. Um, so we so we brought down in the name of Rebbeleza. They say that. Um, that in the case where um, you know you did yibum and you shouldn't have, so then you can have to divorce with a get. Um, it's not good enough just to divorce; you have to divorce with a get. Okay, um, uh, you know you're not just separating; you're giving a get. Now, um, Rava says Rameir and Rebbelezer are on the same page because Rebbelezer says that here, and Rameir says by the issue, which is a rabbinic issue, not to marry a woman who is either pregnant or nursing. Because it, um, because it may harm the child. It's like a danger for the child. The, the, father's not, the, the new husband is not interested in caring for that child. Not his anyway. And uh, she needs to continue to nurse that child. She needs to care for the child till he's weaned. So if he does marry, he has to divorce, according to Rabbi Meir. And that's a permanent situation. He can never take her back. It's a temporary divorce. And uh, when the time comes, he can take her back. So Pai says that the Rebbe and Rebbe have zero to do with each other. And the reason why is because uh, Rebbe was talking about a Eser Achda Raisa. So that's why he was super strict on that. Um, and that's why, yeah, you have to give a get and whatever. It's very serious. But over there, it's rabbinic. Uh, Rabbi, you know, maybe he was like the Rabbanon and he's, that, that it's a temporary separation really. Uh, and then he could take her back afterwards. Or Rebbe, Rebbe Meir was strict over there 
uh, because the Rabbana needed to do a chizuk l'tivrayim, Yosef Mishal Torah, because they need to emphasize the severity of their things, so that's why they had to go so overboard. As opposed to over here, where it's, it's the midoraisa in Yisr, so people naturally will stay away from, from these types of prohibitions, and, there's no, um, and therefore there's no need to, to step in and make, a, and, and make a big deal about it. Okay. Rabbi says, when the Chacham is over here, Yotzi, temporarily, it's also with a get. So, comes along Marzutra, and it says, you know what, it fits into the text that it means with a get, because it uses the word Yotzi. It doesn't say a word like Yafrish, which would mean just separate away from each other, not to be, live with together. It says Yotzi. So, that's a very nice proof. Comes along Rav Ashi, said to Rav Hoshia, buried Rav Iti. Over there it says, uh, the Rav Gamaliel says, that if a person... Uh, uh, thirty days, child is uh, lives thirty days. It's not. It's clearly not not a nafel. Okay, clearly viable. But up until thirty days, the child is a suffolk. So what if a woman got married and the child was within thirty days, but then died? So the basically, if she got married already, so Ravina said the name of Rava that if she married, it depends. If she married a Israel. So then, just do chalitza now, and let, and then covers all, all cover, covers yourself. She's still allowed to her husband, and everything's fine. But if she's married to a going, then we'll let it slide and not require chalitza because you know, look, you know, there is an opinion that uh, even if the child died within thirty days, uh, the, the you know there is no mitzvah sibum. Okay, so we're just going to rely on that opinion. Okay, so Ravina, and that's what uh, and Rabbi Shashi said. Not true. You need chalitza no matter what. Ravina told Ramasharshia that, 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 you know, Rabbi said that, because they're both quoting the Rebbe Rava, that is true, Rabbi said that in the evening, but the next morning he changed his mind. And it's like, what? He changed his mind. He should matter, he matter that, he should matter chilev as well. Okay? Meaning it doesn't make sense. Now, the question is, over there, we took a special leniency for going to not require chalitza, so we'd be able to remain married. Well, what would be in this case over here? Would you say that the Rabbanon well, if he, if it was a Cohen who married this this uh, this widow, right? Basically, she's a widow, so he could allow to marry her, and they're going to require, uh, um, um, and you're going to require. Um, wait, the case of uh, we're talking about the case of uh, right, and and now you can have to give a get. Would uh, um, what would 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 maybe we say for the Cohen, you know? Okay, you don't need to give a get. That's the question. Would the Rabbana make it the kind of for the coin or not? So the Gemara explains, definitely not. And the reason why is that, um, um, look, you know, Shim Kamlil said that, uh, that, by, uh, that uh, a child under 30 days is a suffix, is a, is a doubt. Chum say, no, a child even under 30 days is a child, okay? So um, there's on whom to rely. Over here, um, who are you following? Rameir? Uh, Rameir says that if you, that Rameir, um, says that if uh, this is talking about the case of a person marrying uh, a, a, a woman who's nursing with, or, uh, within the 24 months or a pregnant woman, Ramayor says it's a permanent divorce. So you definitely have to give a get and you can never you take her back. You can't take her back. Yeah, but according to Rachamim, they say you could, you got a divorce with a get. So there is no one on who, who says no, you don't need to get. So for sure you do need to get, and that is the bottom line. Well, and that is you take her back, right? what? So yeah, but not if they're a coin. Basically, too bad. Right. right. Okay. There you go.